Hello and welcome to Slang Giants. I am your host, Joe Sneed. So glad to have you here today. Today I'm going to continue my series that I've been doing over uh, the expose of Southern Baptist Convention uh, organizations and groups. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed, there's been a little bit of news, stuff I could have told you was going to happen. Anyone paying attention could have told you what was going to happen. So anyone without a Marxist prejudice, a pro-Marxist prejudice, could have told you what was going to happen. So Ed Litton is in more trouble. Not only does he let his wife preach sometimes with him, not only has his church promoted the heresy of, uh, excuse me, can't talk there, the heresy of partialism for who knows how long, and then they suddenly remove it without consulting with their congregation. Not only has Ed Litton said that the Bible whispers about sexual sin, but screams about sins like greed, but now it appears that he has plagiarized a bunch of his sermons and then he goes back and he, he says he's going to be transparent, but then he goes and starts deleting hundreds of videos of past sermons and things he said, <laughs> you know, not trying to get rid of the evidence or anything like that. And in typical form, the SBC elites like Jim Merritt and Danny Aiken start circling the wagons and defend him. So I... I hate to say I told you so, but, you know, we knew this was going to, this kind of stuff was going to happen. Rarely do you find heretics just, and false teachers just teaching bad things. Usually there are lots of other um, moral indiscretions that go along with it. Um, You see this throughout history. And I told you from the beginning, Ed Litton was the wrong man, the exact worst candidate for the presidency of the SBC. Or maybe it's the best candidate. God's going to use it to uh, maybe bring, finally bring these guys to justice or uh, bring reform or, who knows, split the SBC. Because also, Kevin Ezell and the North American Mission Board, has the Supreme Court has ruled against them which is good news because both the North American Mission Board and the ERLC have lied. They lied in two different legal briefs to the Supreme Court saying that the structure of the SBC was top-down when every, any Baptist can tell you it's, it's bottom-up. And the North American Mission Board was trying to exercise control over more funds and uh, resources than they were allowed to legally, and now they've uh, lost their court case, and now it goes, I believe it goes back down to a lower court and goes to the worst thing that, or the best thing that could happen, but the worst thing for them, which is discovery, which means all these, Lord willing, all these things get brought to the light. So, good things are happening, but by the good things, I mean a lot of the ugliness is being exposed. And uh, so hopefully this brings reform. And um, and I mentioned last time how the North American Mission Board was one of the most corrupt groups of the SBC. I, I didn't, I haven't mentioned about the ERLC, the uh, Ethics and Religious Liberty um, Commission. I forget what it stands for. The, la- the C stands for. But 
Um, because it they're they are the most widely published. Their indiscretions and their just shenanigans and that they've done is is the most widely known. Russell Moore is just a vocal advocate for the new religion of social gospel. Uh you know, critical race theory application, uh, trying to meld it with Christianity and create a new syncretistic religion, um, trying to, you know, mix Baal with, uh, with Christ. And so uh, I, I haven't talked about them because their antics are the most well-known, but I think I will have a future episode where I kind of catalog all of it because... I'm, I doubt anyone out there, or very few people out there, know all of it. Most of a lot of people know some of what's going on, some of what they've done, but very few know all of it. So, I'll do that in a future episode. But today, I'm going to talk about a group that is not an official uh, Southern Baptist uh, entity, but a group that is a uh, parachurch organization, but it, one that has strong ties to the Southern Baptist Convention, and that is Nine Marks. And I'll just let you know up front, I'm, as I've told you before, I am strongly reformed in my theology, and I've got the facial hair to prove it. <laughs> um, the, uh, before I was a Baptist, I was a Presbyterian, and, uh, but then I realized the, uh, I changed my theology because I, uh, in regards to baptism, because I, I saw, number one, I learned what the original language of the Bible said about baptism— and I just saw, you know, the Baptists were more correct. And, um, but I, I, I just uh, want to remind people that the Baptist Church, when it started out, was Reformed. It was what we would call Calvinist, Calvinistic today. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the London Baptist Confession, it is strongly Calvinistic. It wasn't until later that a majority of Baptist churches got away from that Calvinism and became non-Calvinist. But there's a strong move within the Southern Baptist Convention to get back to these Reformed-slash-Calvinistic roots. Um, and a big part of that is the organization called Nine Marks. And... And I'll just let you know, I, I consider that generally a good thing. I think that uh, what they're, the principles that they show on the with that not nine on their website that nine marks proposes are are a good thing. But let's uh let's look at nine marks the uh, the good and then the problems with it uh, here in detail. So uh, nine marks was started by Mark Deaver of Capitol Hill Baptist Church, so you can see he's already done a play on his name, being Mark, Nine Marks. Um, it originally was called, had a different name. It originally was, uh, let's see what it was called, the Center for Church Reform, um, but then they changed it to Nine Marks because they said there were nine marks of a healthy church that they wanted to advocate. And so these are the nine marks. I'll just let you know really quick. In the book, uh, which Mark Deaver published in uh, 2000, well, several editions, but um, 
the book was called Nine Marks of a Healthy Church, and they are, number one, expositional preaching, which any Reformed person will tell you that's a, most Reformed folks are big on that. Uh, number two, biblical theology. Number three, the gospel. Number four, a biblical understanding of conversion. Number five, a biblical understanding of evangelism. Number six, a biblical understanding of church membership. Number seven, biblical church discipline. Number eight, a concern for discipleship and growth. And number nine, biblical church leadership. And then if you go to the Nine Marks website, they they basically have the same uh, nine categories. They've just uh, abbreviated them, taken out basically the, the biblical thing at the beginning, but they a biblical adjective at the beginning, but they just, you know, explain what it is. Um, now, they don't mention it here, but they are strongly Calvinistic. They want to get churches back into a uh, Calvinistic theology of where God chooses his elect from before the foundation of the world. I'm sure that's in their it's sprinkled throughout in their biblical theology and the gospel and the biblical understanding of conversion and maybe other parts. Um, and then of course they also want churches to be elder led. Um, and I'm sure that's under a biblical understanding of, where is it? Well, church leadership. I'm sure it's, that's in the not the last chapter there. Um, and so, a lot of people have been helped by Nine Marks. A lot of uh, young preachers they've used, uh, and young pastors have used them as a resource, and it's really helped them. And they've kind of created a uh, kind of this almost fraternity, this brotherhood of Nine Marks guys who try to create biblical churches. And and the goal is truly to have uh, God honoring a biblical church the way that God designed. So the the efforts are noble, and they've been they've borne a lot of good fruit. But here's the problem. Of late, they've gotten away from these nine marks of a healthy church, and they've started to get more towards Karl Marx. And that's why I chose the uh, title of Nine Marks, you know, saying no to Marx. Um, and unlike the other organizations, I think uh, Nine Marks can reform themselves, and uh, but they have to say no to Marx and get back to... Um, their original mission. But let's look at what some of the problems are lately. So, so one of the problems is um, last year in July, well, actually before July, John MacArthur opened his church um, when, it, when it was revealed that, that the pandemic was not as bad as people thought it was going to be. He realized these lockdowns, measures were were tyrannical, unconstitutional, um, prohibiting churches from meeting, goes against scripture, and churches, uh, organ, uh, government, excuse me, have overstepped their bounds when they try to prevent churches from meeting, and so he started meeting. Well, Nine Marks came out against that. Um, some of the leaders of Nine Marks, like uh, Jonathan Lehman, say, hey, uh, you can't do, you know, you, you shouldn't do that. That's unbiblical. Uh, or you know you need to submit to the government and 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 which is totally crazy. No, churches are, should meet, and the government's it's not their job to stop us from not from meeting. And uh, especially when with a disease, when it was after about a month or two months, we realized that this thing is not as bad as they were telling us it was going to be. And so we 
and even if it was, people should be free to meet if they want to. And so uh, Nine Marks, the leaders were completely off base there. But then, right after Lehman did that, he, uh, after the uh, killing of George Floyd, after the uh, George Floyd died, I won't say killing because he might have died of an overdose. We still don't know. After George Floyd died, then Lehman and some other leaders of Nine Marks went to, uh, joined a giant Black Lives Matter rally in D.C. with no social distancing. So it was completely hypocritical. And so that, and as you know, Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. That is their goal. Their goal is to establish communism in the United States. Their their leaders, Patrice Cullors and all the others, have openly admitted that they are trained Marxists. As I've said before, Vody Bauckham has pointed out how Black Lives Matter is pro-Marxist. They're racist. They do not promote black people. They only use certain black deaths to promote their own agenda. Their leaders live like royalty. They're misandrous, means they're anti-man. All three of their founders are uh, lesbians who say that children do not need men to grow up. They're against the... BLM is against the um, nuclear family that God prescribes. And it has... It has roots in the occult. They the leaders routinely say they try they try to channel the spirits of their dead ancestors, and those dead ancestors, quote unquote, give them advice. Now that's <laughs> that is uh, contacting with demons because we know you can't contact a dead person. So these are demons that are deceiving the leaders of Black Lives Matter and giving them advice on how to further their organization. No Christian, no especially no church leader should partner with such an evil, wicked group. And yet the leaders of Nine Marks have, uh, including Lehman particularly, uh, directly, and then uh, Deavers has indirectly by promoting their false narrative. And, uh, and that's the other thing. BLM is based on a lie that, that police do don't value black lives as much as white lives, or that American society at whole, as, as a whole doesn't value black lives as much as white lives. And the stats just don't bear that out. It's just an outright lie and slander and attack against the police and against America. Uh, Vody points it out in his book. He, he brings the facts. And yet Devers will continue to promote this false narrative. Uh, so that's another thing that... That Devers has done, he's promoted the false narrative of Trayvon Martin was was wrongly killed. He, he tried to um, emphasize that he was black and killed by a white man, even though Zimmerman was part Hispanic, and, and just showing and just trying to stoke racial, uh, you know, I don't know, unrest in this false narrative. The other thing is Nine Marks has said that uh, identity politics is an unexpected ally. So in other words, you we should they're saying we should look at people according to the flesh. We should look at their skin color and count heads in a church and if you don't have a certain number of people of a certain 
you know, a certain melanin count, then you're, you, you need to go out and get people on your staff or in your church based on the race. It's just completely racist and insane. Um, also, they have said, Nine Marks has said that you should, in this last election, they said you should vote for, uh, for Joe Biden. Even though Joe Biden, we knew in the, from his platform and from the people that were promoting him and associated with him that his, uh, his presidency was going to be the most evil, most anti-Christian in American history, and that's proven out to be true. And yet, Nine Marks was saying, no, you sh- it's okay to vote for him. You should vote for him, in fact. I mean, they were very anti-Trump. And so it's, it's, but I pointed out before, it is a sin to vote for the Democrat Party right now. They are absolutely evil. You cannot vote for them and, and say you're being faithful to Christ. As uh, John MacArthur said in this past election, he said all true Christians will vote for Trump in the 2020 election. And he's not saying that because Trump's so uh, amazing, but it, he's saying it because the Democrats are so evil. Their platform is so evil and anti-Christian. So the fact that they're saying, oh, no, it's okay to vote for Democrat if, Democrats if you want to is just completely misleading people. Another thing that's a big red flag is that uh, Devers is on the board for the Gospel Coalition, which many have pointed out, again, which whatever their original intent was, I mean, it sounded great, uh, Baptists and Presbyterians uniting together to further the gospel, but it has gone completely woke. The gospel, many people call it the, the social gospel network. I mean, they push hard woke agendas, and it's it's really sad. So the fact that he's part of that is also um, concerning, to say the least. So... And 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 again, they they they're they say it's okay to vote for pro-abortion candidates, and so these are some of the problems with nine marks. And again, just because they are try to originally tried to reform to create healthy churches, and that and they were pushing reformed theology, which I think is the more biblical theology, even though they're pushing that, that doesn't mean that they're good. Now, there's more. There's even more basic things than that. And uh, and if and the thing is, you don't have to choose. You don't have to choose between being part of a Reformed Baptist group or being a Biblical Baptist group. I've mentioned before, Founders Ministries is uh, a group of Reformed Baptists and Reformed um, Bible Church teachers, mostly Reformed Baptists, um, and uh, and they are very much against critical race theory. They're faithful. In both areas, they realize that CRT and intersectionality is a, is a false religion. And the leaders of the SBC are trying to push this false religion on us. And those in, the, uh, in Nine Marks are, are being way too friendly and accommodating for this Marxist, new Marxist religion far too much. Um, but Founders has not. So if you don't have to choose. The Founders is a great ministry if you want to get be part of. I mean, they've got, I've told you, Tom Askell and Jared Longshore and Vody Bauckham and uh, uh, James Coates from Canada. He was the, the pastor in Canada who opened up his church against Can- uh, uh, Alberta's orders and was in prison, I think, for over a month. Um, they also partner with Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker of the Just Thinking podcast. So wonderful teachers, and there's many more that are part of it. And so 
if you want to be part of a Reformed group within the Baptist Church that's doing things right, I would recommend Founders Ministries. And I would say that Nine Marks, uh, they can get, they can reform, they can get back. <laughs> they need to abandon this, this woke, pro-Marxist, you know, narrative that they've embraced, and get away from these false, these false narratives, these false assumptions. Um, because I was listening to Ad Robles the other day, and uh, if you've never listened to him, I check out his podcast. He is a uh, um, Ad is a, a man, he's American but is of Puerto Rican descent. He's he's part black, uh, part European of his his ancestry. Only reason I say that is because he very much and he's a former pastor and he very much opposes critical race theory. And people have accused him of being of of enjoying uh, white privilege. <laughs> and if you look at him, you're like he doesn't look very white. <laughs> so, but he has pointed out that. These quote unquote these these progressive quote unquote Christians have different assumptions than those of us who hold to a biblical worldview, and and so he says he treats them as uh, of a different faith, and most of the time that they are they're not Christians, and so we need to realize that that's a harsh thing to say, and people and and a lot of people will have criticized me for saying that, but when they don't understand the gospel, when they don't understand what biblical justice is, when they don't understand what grace is, and when they don't, won't even look at an honest view of history, you, you have to realize they're not living in the light. Um, many of them are deceived. They're, some of them are believers and have been, as Vodi says, they've been taken captive by Satan to do his will, and we pray that they wake up and, and uh, come back to join us. But a lot of them are just, they're not, they're unregenerate. They're not born again. They have a, they think they're Christians, but their view of what Christianity is, is not in line with the Bible. So anyways, sadly, Nine Marks has started going off the mark. They began to miss the mark and start going after marks. And how many more puns can I cram into a small space? <laughs> Anyways, pray for them. It's a good group. I know some guys that are part of Nine Marks, and they are great guys. And so they're, uh, I'm trying to help them see the problems with Nine Marks, and um, maybe change, uh, change it, and maybe it can still be a, a force for good um, as it started out. Um, anyways, God bless, guys. I will talk to you later. Bye. If you like Slaying Giants, please visit the website at slanggiantshow.com and support us via PayPal. You can also contact us at slanggiantshow at protonmail.com. Slaying Giants is a Joe Sneed Creative production. If you're a podcast junkie like I am, you've probably thought about starting your own. But the idea can be intimidating and you don't even know where to start. Well... Use the company that I've used to help me get started, and that is Buzzsprout. We use Buzzsprout, and they have made the process so easy. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. 
Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Sign up for Buzzsprout today.